Joe here, and welcome back to another episode of the Heavy Matters podcast. Uh, Vanny can't be here again, unfortunately, um, but we have another interview lined up for you. Um, and just before I introduce our guest, um, I just want to say on the podcast, we um, we cover all sorts of bands and music, um, you know, from big name bands. Um, but one of the things we're passionate about is uh, promoting uh, unsigned, smaller or underground bands. Um, and that's exactly what we're doing here today. And... Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Jaume, who is the one-person one band of Eonian. And I think I've got that right. We discussed it beforehand. So, um, Jaume, uh, ¿cómo estás? ¿Bien? Muy bien. There you go. <laughs> how awesome. Are you doing? So, um, how are you getting on? You okay? I'm doing great. We're here in Tennessee, enjoying the sun, escaping New York for a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, amazing. Just chill. Oh, sorry about that. There's a car. Is that too loud? No, no, it should be fine. All right, perfect. Um, so, yeah, the reason I spoke bad Spanish there was because you're originally from Spain. Are you, is that right? That's right. I'm from uh, the city of Valencia, right in the East Coast. Um, and yeah, but I, I haven't been living in Spain in, has it been? It's 10 years now, man. It's been a long time. 10 years. And why, why the move then? I just went for, uh, you know, for a, a master's degree, nothing to do with music or anything. I just um, went to, my, my idea was to go for two years and then do a degree in literature. Um, but I met who is now my wife. So I, <laughs> I, I stayed and there we are 10 years later, I'm still in the US. Brilliant. Lovely. Um, okay. So the band, um, this is your debut ep uh Correct. called called the nomad and uh-huh. uh you you um you sent this to me uh to our mailbox yes. and uh, it got lost unfortunately amongst uh, other things but um <laughs> i'm glad i dug it out um so it was released in june 21 so last last month yep and you described the music as extreme symphonic metal mm-hmm. um i think it's quite fitting i can hear uh, you know, elements of death metal in there, elements of mm-hmm. black metal, certainly in some of the vocals. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely symphonic uh, elements in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on. So yes. um, <laughs> how, how has it been received so far? What's your, have you had any feedback from it yet? Yeah, I, it's been really mind-blowing. Uh, it's, it's been, I, I didn't expect this sort of reaction, really. I got 16, 17 reviews. All of them are great. Uh, a lot of people following uh, social media, sending messages, uh, saying how much they liked it. Uh, and for something that really started as a way to have fun and to do something during the beginning of the pandemic uh, to to be so well received, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's certainly, um, as I said, there's a lot going on. And uh, this, I think, will appease a lot of fans. Um, from those genres I spoke of before, um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for the symphonic um, uh, on on metal albums. Uh, mm-hmm. We recently reviewed the uh, Elder Blood album, which has some good use. Um, obviously, Dimi Borgir, um, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et um, so, it, it, <laughs> so, the bloody name, uh, Eonian. Um, <laughs> tell us the backstory of the project. Then, was it literally you just? love music and decided to throw a few riffs together yeah yeah it was basically that because it was 
March 2020, when everything went down, and uh, was living at the time in a tiny studio in Manhattan. Manhattan is cool when there's things to do, but when everything is closed, it kind of sucks because you're yeah. stuck in a in a tiny space uh, with my wife and my two dogs, and and there was not really the option of okay, you can watch something on TV. I'm going in the other room to watch something else or whatever. You can do that. You're living in the same space, uh, 24/7. And I just decided to to grab my guitar again. It was there all the time looking at me. <laughs> and I hadn't, before the pandemic, hadn't written a song in years. I was more focused on, on work and other things. And I, I remember I had the last song I made, basically, I can't remember, a few years ago. It was in my head. I was listening to it and I decided to, to add some lyrics. There was no lyrics. And I decided to change the tuning. And then I thought it would be great to add some symphonic stuff here. I'd never done that. Some, I'd never done something like that before. And I thought that would be just great to see what happened. And after doing that one, I started getting more ideas. And I did the other four. This one I'm talking about is uh, the first one, Winter Wanderer. And then I did the other, basically, in order, as they are in the EP. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it had been years since I had written anything, uh, and it was just, just a lot of fun and it was great. I, I found out this website Fiverr, um, and I decided to, you know, cause I can not play guitar, decided to really go for it and record it with, with professionals that really know what they're doing. So I sent a rough demo and, or sometimes I just send the MIDI files to some of them. And from there, everybody started adding uh, to what what was my idea, but they made it so much better because they really <laughs> they're really great. So um, the guy that uh, made the all the all the orchestra and choir, he's from Argentina. He's a professor as well, and I just sent him the melodies, and from there he went and, and just created that Hollywood like uh, soundtrack, really. And same thing with the with the drummer. He's from Sweden. And so I, that's the one I sent the, the MIDI files. And Guitar Pro, that sounds like a bad video game. <laughs> Just as an idea, right? And he recorded at home in his studio that he has. And it just delivered what, what, you know, what he sent me in just a couple of days was just amazing. Something that I could never have written. I have no clue how to play drums. Uh, <laughs> I just put double bass and, you know, really Last fast stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and from there, he took that and said, okay, here I'm going to make all these little accents and things. And it's like, great. This is just, just amazing. Yeah, because that was one of my questions later on. Um, mm -hmm. Like, there's only five tracks on the EP. But yes. there's like a million guests. And so I was wondering... Yeah. Uh, of that so you had someone do drums uh mm -hmm. the symphonics and the bass or did you do bass yourself no bass is a guy from from italy uh he plays in a band uh named uh Koroth, and they play sort of more like melodic death something like that death core uh but i sent him the first ideas and he said yeah sure i, I can re i can do this and um he was uh, actually the first one to record uh I sent him the, the MIDI files, uh, or uh, the, sorry, the first draft demo, and he recorded the, the bass real quick. 
um, then I sent it to to the vocalist, and he in one day recorded everything. The in five tracks. Day, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's like, you know, we have a pretty bad lockdown here. I, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> and he went for it in one day. Then we did little adjustments, but adding some some other things. But the whole songs was what were done in, in one day which uh hopefully he he got a lot of tea or something during <laughs> recording because i don't know how he did that with with all the screams and the different types of growls that he does i don't know is it the one vocalist then? yeah yeah it's the same guy same guy wow yeah mm-hmm. he his main band is called elios i guess that's how you pronounce it he's from france i don't know i'm not sure but um elios with two s at the end and they they're pretty similar. They do more progressive uh, parts than, than I do. Mine is just four or five minutes of uh, aggressive riffs and <laughs> not a lot of time to to do more progressive stuff. Um, but he's been, they, they do that and, and they're just awesome. And then what else? Um, those are the ones that are recording all of the songs, the vocalist, the drummer, bass uh, player and and Diego who did the orchestra and, and choir and then we have different solos uh, or some some guitar solos there's two of those in the first song uh, two violin solos even though one of them is an electric violin it sounds just like a guitar I don't know how he did that it sounds amazing uh, I do one solo too in Delirium the fourth song and then three keyboard players or piano players depending so yeah 11 total and and then me so 12 people uh recording it's only five songs that's true um but hopefully i I can do more later on it's just it's just for one person so expensive to really record everything properly and that's that's why there's only five. I had written more more songs that I would like to develop because there's the idea that they're but they're not they're not finished. Uh, but you know maybe part two sometime. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll we'll come back onto the production um, and cost later because obviously being a one man uh, on your own, uh, even with others helping, obviously could be an expensive process with uh, mixing, yeah. mastering, etc. But we'll come back mm-hmm. to that. Um, my next question is the idea of the album. Uh, the mm. Nomad, was there a specific um, sort of concept you had to it or a story when you were writing or is it you wrote the music and then it sort of came out on top of that? It was, it's a concept EP and, and when I wrote the lyrics of the first song, I thought it would be cool to do a continuation, that there's a story that the five songs tell what's happening to this guy, this protagonist, the, the cover uh, artwork that's supposed to be this mysterious guy, right? That uh, there's the Winter Wonder, and and yeah, the five the five songs are talking about his uh, demise. Basically, he's a guy that in the first song starts already telling you that he's been uh, forced to go into exile by just gods that we, we, we don't know why we'll know about that later because it's repeating it's always gonna happen the same thing to him uh so the next song he's searching for a place to call 
home to be somewhere where he can settle again but we we learn later on why he's been uh, expelled or forced into into exile because once he gets the power and defeats everybody else he uses violence really to to uh, subjugate everybody else and um, at some point it's when you know we learn okay uh, he the song cleansing fire number three he uh, uses something that the Spanish Inquisition would do right so we like sort of a, a performance when you are burning people at the stake and doing things like that a performance for everybody to see that uh, he is serious about what he's doing and that he wants you to follow him and if you don't well you, you die basically right but um, this is why in the end it doesn't work this is why he is forced into exile because uh he's overthrown and forced to go into exile again through this hostile lands and that's why it's also the uh the project called eonian which means it's something that is continuous in time so it's always gonna happen he might try to settle somewhere he might try to use violence to show how everybody needs to follow him but it's never gonna really work and and yeah well while this is something that is based on myths you know we, we hear about these things in greek mythology for example fighting against titans and things like that which is the title of the of the second song versus the titan it also has to do with what i studied in my graduate students for my for my phd degree also in, in literature i did a master's and i did a phd and this guy is based on a novel that is called Estrella Distante, Distant Star. Um, talks about the dictatorship in, in Chile. Um, talks about this guy who uses violence as a form of art. And it's, it's really interesting. It doesn't work for him either in the end. Uh, but, well, spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it has it has a lot to do with that, you know. I wanted to do something that you can also connect to to reality, to things that had happened, but you really need to read a lot into it and and maybe know uh, the context to make that connection. But yeah, um, those are the ideas. That's how I started writing, and once I wrote one, the other four um, were done very quickly. Concept albums are. Um... They can be very hit and miss amongst um, fans mm-hmm. in the in the metal world. Um, yeah, y- you know, and I'm wondering, has this been something that has been sort of uh, underneath the surface for a while to do a concept album? And the fact you were locked down, did it just sort of come at the right time and mm-hmm. surfaced at that point? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it will be like uh, that. I really wanted to write a concept album at some point, maybe. Maybe uh, I wanted to write more music. That's for that's for sure. I wanted to to start writing again to to have more time to play guitar, not be so focused on work all the time because it can get really boring uh, and very stressful. But that was you know even though it, it was a, a situation that obviously sucked so much for for everybody in the whole world um, for musicians for a lot of musicians. It's been the time to to sit down and to grab your instrument again and to start 
writing things and it helped me a lot to to not be so I don't know so frustrated so so bored and and so worried because my family all of them are in Spain Spain got really got hit really hard at the beginning of the pandemic I think it was China Italy then us then Spain so being so far away obviously you're connected with FaceTime and WhatsApp and whatever but it's not the same you're not there um, and and when you get to talk um, everybody says something different right no we're doing good well, yeah well um, I don't know it could be better it's okay so you're doing well or it could be better right <laughs> just i don't know there's always there's always that separation so so playing guitar and, and and writing new songs that really helped me to to not be worrying so much all the time about what was going on over there yeah it's and been a very very tough time mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so let's get back to the music um uh -huh. for a minute so we spoke on it's it's definitely on the heavier side of the the spectrum mm -hmm. um, yeah. with the but the at, sorry atmospheric or symphonic stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ask influences, but I want I wonder know what your path into metal started as and and how you started say listening to I don't know Guns and Roses or whatever uh -huh. and came to to make this album with the symphonics on top as well. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I started really getting into metal in high school because uh, of my brother, really, even though he doesn't listen to that kind of music anymore. At the time, uh, he he was listening to to a few bands and things like Ingwie Malstein and very guitar-focused stuff he also played guitar and that's what really got me into into playing guitar and wanting to learn uh so i started with that kind of stuff um also in high school moved a little bit to this wave of uh, european power metal bands um halloween later on rhapsody or, or rhapsody of fire that they call now that kind of stuff right uh, so it already has some symphonic elements, especially Rhapsody, uh, Blind Guardian, loved them, uh, still listen to them, and and got some inspiration from that as well. Um, and then I think it was first year of college I discovered Created of Hell, <laughs> <laughs> which today I I mean I I still love them, not so much the new stuff, but the the median album and the cruelty that's and, and right exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the old the old credit of field that yeah. you listen to and and i also got some some inspiration from that uh not not the lyrics so much because this uh, <laughs> this is not a, a gothic project <laughs> blasphemous project <laughs> right <laughs> but the the keyboard parts, especially, that's what I, I was more interested in, in Credo Phil. Um, obviously, his voice, too. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how it really started. High school, um, you know, you not, not that I, I cannot do it anymore, but that's when you start growing your hair, dressing <laughs> yeah. in uh, all, all black, and um, yeah, going to, to the first concerts and all that. Yeah, that was a, a 
a cool part of uh, of my life, right? Going and discovering all these things as a 14, 15 year old, it's it's really cool. Then, yeah, I I've been listening to a lot of different styles, uh, but lately I I got more into Flesh God, Apocalypse, really like what they do. Uh, Septic Flesh, they have also really cool songs. Um, so yeah, Demi Burger, obviously, that's where the name Eonian comes from, from uh, one of the one of the last albums they did, or the last album they did. Um, so yeah, all of all of those things I've been listening to and trying to trying to grab some ideas somewhere uh, to to keep writing. And then just symphonic music by itself, no metal, just uh, orchestra music. Uh, and <laughs> this is a little embarrassing to admit, but things like the soundtrack of uh, Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I admit it, I've watched it during the pandemic, never watched it before. <laughs> but I watched like seven seasons of Survivor. <laughs> And the music is, is good. It's all, all the symphonic stuff and with all the voices. So that's that's what I was more interested in. The the show itself, it's uh, I mean it's not it's not great, <laughs> but it it helped to kill time. It's certainly the symphonic element of it because um, we we reviewed uh, Cannibal Corpse's last album mm. recently, and um, I when I was reviewing it, I said, look, I think I'm sort of the end of my death metal. Uh, tether mm. i can't handle just 40 minutes of relentless blast beats yeah. and, and whatnot <laughs> um but i think adding the symphonic it, it certainly it does give the music space to breathe mm-hmm. uh you know with the you've still got on this album you've still got the uh you know the the riffs the 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 double bass, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, but the yeah. symphonic really gives it, it, it makes it really grandiose. Mm-hmm. And I think with the, the album cover as well, I'm a big fan of looking at albums while you listen to them because it yeah. sort of, it adds an extra element. And, and these days, because of the streaming service and everything, th- mm-hmm. those days have sort of gone when, I know, I don't know if you can remember, but you know, buying a CD and bringing mm-hmm. it back. I remember buying uh you know, one of Maiden's albums and being like, yeah. what's this on the front? And it really connects with you. So I think the, the album's great. And um, I think the Symphonics is a really, really nice touch. But I think awesome. also at the same time, you have, if you took out the Symphonic, I think it would still be a, I don't, I don't want to say accessible. I think that's mm-hmm. the wrong word. But I think you've got some really cool stuff going on in there. Very um, melodic. I think that's what I wanted to do because... Uh, death death metal I like you like just I'm just like you I can handle it for a little bit but I need something else I, I you know I, I need some sort of catchy melody here and there at least to to really be able to follow it um, so so yeah I I, I didn't want to do just death metal because I I'm probably gonna be criticized by this a lot, but I get a little bored. I get a little bored by just death metal. I need something else. Totally, yeah, and that's that was my point exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you get as you get older, uh, like us, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the excitement of hearing Cannibal Corpse for the first time or Dying Fetus, sort of. Right. I remember seeing Morbid Angel in in Valencia back when I started listening to to this kind of music 
or to metal in general. And okay, it was my first death metal concert. I had fun, but I think you know it was great because it was the first one. The rest of the concerts that I've been to, there are just death metal or festivals. Even I don't know how I did that. The whole day of just death metal. Uh, I, I, I get bored. It's cool because you're with your friends, you're hanging out, and maybe you recognize a few of the songs here and there, and you like it, fine. But a whole festival or a whole, you know, four or five bands of just blast this whole time, no no melodies, I cannot do it anymore. <laughs> Agreed. Mm. My question to you now is... Um... You're obviously a very likable person. When uh, we first spoke the, before we did this interview, there was, uh, you know, I got that feeling you're a very, very nice person, very Thank um, you. <laughs> relaxed and uh, calm. Where does this aggression come from to play this music? Is there something, <laughs> is this your release? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I've always been this way and, and I don't know. It's just, it's just the music that I enjoy listening and uh, the music that I enjoy enjoy writing as well. Um, like I say, I listen to a lot of different things, um, but but it, it comes naturally, I guess. <laughs> Just the anger comes naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and what does your it's, wife think of it? She she doesn't like it. <laughs> She's <not laughs> but I gotta say, now that uh, we've been driving around the country and, and went from New York to Tennessee, now where we are. She played the album a few times and uh, she she likes that I did it. She she likes the, the symphonic stuff as well. And so, do, so, so my friends do the same thing, you know, they don't, they're not into that kind of music at all, but they like the symphonic elements. It's like, oh, it's like a movie. That's really cool. Um, and you, you, you did this? What? Yeah, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> you, you know me forever. You know I play guitar. It's like, yeah, but I, I didn't know you could do something like this. Well, now now you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, she she does. She's not into metal at all. Even though, you know, when there's a cool band coming to 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 New York, she'll agree and she'll go with me. We went to see it's Iron Maiden, a classic. You cannot just not have fun in a concert of Iron Maiden. She loved it. Um, we went to see Alice Cooper. But when when it got, you know, Cradle of Field, we're, we're going to play in New York at some point. I wanted to go. It's like, I'm not going. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> that's where I crossed my, my line. I'm not going to that. Have fun if you want to go. <laughs> you must have some great bands coming through town in New York. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not... Uh, I wish it was like Europe, where it's affordable to go to a concert and right. and you know it just just the prices and just because it's New York too, it's just so expensive to go to a to a concert and and yeah the venues are really cool and I remember we saw in the Barclays Center where the where the Brooklyn Nets play so it's a huge place, uh, but at the same time, I like going to small venues where you can really see the band standing up, uh, be around people. Um, hopefully we can get to doing all that soon-ish, soon-ish. Please. Still not, still not very safe. I'm still not uh, looking forward to spending too much time around people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, and yeah, um, there, there's, there's 
a lot of cool stuff happening, but you really have to choose, uh, I guess, wisely if you don't want to spend all of your salary in just a couple of concerts. Although it is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. It is worth it. It is yeah. worth it. Yeah. But we have to feed the dogs at some point, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let's let's go back to um, the the making of the album, and I'm interested uh-huh. to know about the uh, costs, uh, etc. So this mm-hmm. is a self released yeah. um, record. Yeah. So did you uh, have sort of a studio at home and record everything onto a program, send it to the guys, bring mm-hmm. it back, and did you mix it yourself? No, uh, it was uh, mixed and, and mastered by a guy in, in Italy. He has a studio called Divergen Studios. Um, and he, he did mix, master, and also guitar reamp. Wow. Mm-hmm. I recorded, I have a very limited, stu- it's not a studio. I have a couple things where I can plug my guitar uh, that from the interface goes through Reaper, which is a program that I use. And I have, uh, different programs for for the amp sounds it's not even plugged to a real amp or anything i just wanted to record the signal properly uh so the guy can do reamp through a through a real amp and using all his equipment um and the bass player did the same thing um we all i think i think nobody really went to record to a to a studio everybody recorded at home with uh, the equipment that, that we all had and and then yeah that's uh, all Simone, which is the guy from, from the studio, from the Virgin Studios. He performs some magic and it sounds it sounds great. I think one of the one of the reviews mentioned that, you know, this could have been uh, like a copy and paste that is not well done. You can hear all the cuts and because it's been recorded here, there and everywhere in, in the world. But you cannot notice that. It sounds like we were all at the same place and and we were all I, I don't know these people <laughs> in person at all we just know each other by email but it looks like we've been friends forever because they really understood what i wanted to what i wanted to do i only know one person in this in this project we was uh, we were bandmates before i moved to the u.s and he's the one that did the uh, electric violin solo in, in delirium the other ones i consider now that they're my friends because we kept in touch and, and Instagram and uh, Facebook, all that, but haven't met them in person. One day, hopefully. One day, I hope so. Yeah. So the <clears throat> obviously was self self released. Mm-hmm. There's a load of stuff that goes into releasing yeah. an album that people don't realize. So the, obviously the biggest one is money. Mm-hmm. So was this funded by your, like your savings or did you have a help yeah. from? Well, help from, from my family, as in I took my Christmas gift. <laughs> that was That's the money that, that they gave me. I, I use it for this. I didn't want to do anything else. I, I knew that this was going to help me mentally to go through being in this studio apartment. And I, I didn't need another guitar i didn't need anything i just wanted to do this so i i put all that money into making this possible um and yeah that's that's how it that's how it worked um with the help of of my family 
That's lovely. That's such a nice, and it's sort of been like a the album's part of them as well. Like they have some. I'm sorry. Right, great. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really they're really happy that that's what I did with it, and uh, even my dad, you know, <laughs> he's always he's always been that way. He knows I I play guitar, and and he looked at me. Uh, we were talking on FaceTime. It's like. Uh, since since when do you since when can you write music like this? Because he remembers probably when I was starting to learn, I could do two chords and, and one little solo thing, and that that was that's about it. So in his mind, I think <laughs> that's how I play guitar still. But no, <laughs> it's been it's been sixteen years or so. So yeah, I, obviously I'm a little better now. <laughs> But yeah, they're happy Evidently. that I that I put the money the, the money into into something like this, something artistic and challenging. Definitely, and the production was the other thing I wanted to touch on because, uh, no no offense, but when you sent me the uh, the email through, uh-huh. um, you know when you, when you get these unsolicited emails, you're a bit like, yeah. right, was this? I've had a few where I've been like, oh no, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and 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 I opened it and um, I was like first thing I noticed was okay the production's good mm-hmm. and I'm we always joke on the podcast myself uh, Benny I'm a big black metal fan and mm-hmm. I think when black metal production's poor it sounds great yeah <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but when I heard your um, EP I thought the production was really good and that really mm-hmm. straight away uh, makes such a difference to a listener um, so it's I don't, it's not polished. It's not mm-hmm. probably the, not, not the right word, but it is very clean and you can hear mm-hmm. every individual. Did you, when when it was being mixed mm-hmm. um, or mastered as well, mm-hmm. were, were you involved in that saying, oh, I want that guitar a bit loud or I want the drums to be a bit... A little bit. A, a little bit. I. This is really the first time I'm doing something like this by myself so when i recorded before I was like, okay i record i'm gone you do whatever you do you are you're you're the, the one that knows how to use all these things i don't so whatever you want to do and it's been a little bit like that this time too but i wanted to be kind of hands-on at some point if there was something that was a little off i would say but the first draft that, that he sent me it was already amazing. It was already something that could have been the final. Wow. And he just said, okay, so just let me know, write some notes if you want. And the changes were minimal. Uh, Maybe a little more choir in this part to make it more epic because it's the end of the song. Or maybe the solo a little louder. Uh, But really, it it was all him. He also understood. I sent him a couple songs as in, you know, to, to, so he could hear what I wanted and, and he, he really understood it right away. And again, changes really, really minimal what I had to correct. And you never used this guy before? No, no. I, again, this was, a I never used any of these musicians or this guy in the studio, nothing. And I'm just, you know, so it's so cool to to just by sending out rough idea how that people can 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 be like, okay, I get what you're doing, and I'm gonna make it better by adding this. And it's always an open conversation. It's like, okay, 
I'm going to do two versions, one with what you did and one where I'm going to maybe improvise a little something and add to it. And I 100% all of the time that they sent me a second version, I went with their version because they added so many things that I could have never come up with. It sounds like it's too good to be true almost. And you've right? literally, <laughs> you, you've sort of found the golden ticket where it must be so reassuring for yourself to say mm -hmm. right i'm gonna do this because in the back of my mind if well i'm not a musician at all but if i mm -hmm. was going through this i'd be like right i know what i want but i'm gonna give it to this guy i'm gonna get something back that's gonna be horrendous this guy but it sounds like every person you dealt with from the recording mm -hmm. up to were you nervous when you got the original mix back i i was a little bit yeah because uh it was uh, it was sounding great, but but at the same time, it's like what you're saying. It's like how how did this happen? And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was nervous every time that I send my ideas out to see. Okay, maybe did I choose the right person? Are they gonna send me something that I don't really like? Because some of them are not used to 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 playing metal at all. And that's part of what I wanted to do. I wanted to include uh, musicians that are not used to play to playing uh, metal, because then they have different ideas and they don't go to the basics that everybody uses, right? And the, for the same three chords and a little scale that does all the notes in those three chords, and that's it. No, I wanted to 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 have something else, something that first of all I cannot write. And second, that it's a little more unusual to say it in this way because it's not the background; it's not metal at all. And that happened with uh, the keyboard player, uh, the piano player, not the keyboard player. She did uh, a very cool uh, little solo in the last song. Uh, same with the violin player in the third song, third, not second song, versus the Titan. So they're they too. They're they're not used to playing metal, and, and, and really, what they did was was really really cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little. You get a little nervous because uh, you don't know you. Ha they everybody has a, a sample in their in their profile, so you can hear more or less what they can do. Um, and and I, I guess I just trusted what I heard for thirty seconds, and say so I'm gonna take this person and see what they can do and and it was i think it was perfect it's interesting you say that you send it to musicians who weren't necessarily into metal because especially on the last track shores of a lost sea mm -hmm. is, is that correct yep you can definitely hear a change in style mm -hmm. with and i'm not sure whether it's you putting more of a less distorted sound on the guitar but there is definitely a less metal feel to that song and i think mm -hmm. it's a great album closer yeah, I think there's more symphonic elements in there. Um, there's choir and, and orchestra throughout the whole song, because some others don't have that. And I'm planning to maybe release uh, that one and, and the third one, Cleansing Fire, as just orchestra versions. No, no cool. vocal, no guitar, no drums. Uh, so you can really appreciate all the work that he did. Uh, but those two are the only ones that have orchestra and choir everywhere. The other ones, mostly in the in the chorus, you know, it really gives him this epic feel. Uh, 
but but this one maybe that's why I'm I'm not sure because I think the guitar sound is this it's very similar in in all of them. Uh, this one does have some more melodic parts um, where somebody's doing the you know the root note, somebody's doing the fifth, somebody's doing eighth. So there's different uh, melodic elements there. Maybe that's why too. But definitely the the symphonic parts are more you know interface in this in this song that uh, than in the rest I think. So what's next for this project? Well, I like I say I already have some ideas and some songs that didn't make it for this one. So let's see how it goes uh, and let's see how Christmas goes. <laughs> if I have <laughs> enough money, I'll, I'll record some more. <laughs> but definitely, I'm 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 gonna use the same musicians. That's for sure. Uh, hopefully, if there's somebody in in the New York area that that liked it and and it would be cool to to make this into more of a of a band, write songs together, maybe play somewhere. Now that it's kind of opening back again a little bit. Um, if not, you know, this is this is uh, a really cool project for me and to 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 be challenged to have something to do um, that is creative. If it becomes a man, great. If we can play somewhere, awesome. If not, I'll, I'll keep writing, and who knows? Maybe, maybe in the future. I kind of miss being on on stage. It's been it's been a long time. Um, but if it if it happens, that will be that will be amazing. If not, well, like I said, I keep writing. I keep releasing music, and we'll see. I have talked to a couple labels. They were interested. Nothing came out of that. Not really what I was looking for, but who knows? If, if there's somebody else that is interested, I hear what they have to say, and we'll go from there. So you're not like Dark Throne, where you're just going to be a studio band. Do you want to get on stage and play this to the masses? Yeah, I love to. Yeah, I really, like I said, I really miss that. I had, I had a power metal band, obviously. And, like we were talking Obviously. about, <laughs> like we were talking about before, uh, when I was in in college, we were not, we were not the best, <laughs> but it was fun, <laughs> and it was fun to go places and and to play live, and to meet people that way. Um, so it would be cool to to do the same with with this project, but you know. It's it, not not really on a in, a in a rush. If it happens, cool. If not, well, I know that I'm gonna have ideas at some point. And I'm gonna keep writing, and hopefully releasing more stuff um, that people enjoy, like they're enjoying this one. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's great to see that enthusiasm from yourself, though. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of times, you know, people would release an album and then you know especially during lockdown release now my was a bit mm -hmm. of fun and then sort of step away from it and get back into real life so i hope you do keep up the uh the passion to to get more music yeah. out and uh, play live yeah, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure i will keep doing more stuff and yeah um i know i mean it's it's new york there's a lot of people that, that, that like this this kind of stuff so uh if somebody's listening <laughs> just hit me <laughs> up we'll see what happens <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah. Plug away, plug away. If you want to make a shout-out, go for it. Um, 
so that's the last sorry um so you're going to be playing live what's the so we, we as i said we look we're, we're supporting smaller bands under mm-hmm. unsigned underground bands mm-hmm. um are any of these is the the nomad going to be released on vinyl cd cassette anything like that uh maybe cd uh, for now, it's only gonna be digital for for a while at least. Uh, but yeah, I there's there's a lot of people that that had contacted me asking if if I'm gonna release it on physical format. Um, so yeah, at some point there's gonna be CDs at least. I don't know if if vinyl for a five song album it's it's really worth it, but. Maybe if I release something else later on, I can combine everything into a bigger or you or could do longer vinyl. One side with uh, the vocals, then the second side just the symphonics. Just the symphon. That's true. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I'll have one of them when you uh, make them. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, thank you for joining us, and the, the album's great. It's uh, I, I implore everyone to listen to it. So the the name of the band is it's Eonian, spelled mm-hmm. E O N I A N. The EP is called Nomad. It's five tracks. It's a hundred percent worth your time listening to it if you love any sorts of metal um, with a little tip of symphonics on there. Um, I, I really wish you the best of luck. I hope that Thank either you. well, I hope all your plans come together that you either get onto a label or find some bandmates. And we'll uh, we'll keep in touch um, via social medias and things like that. And mm-hmm. hopefully you can send us some rough mixes of the next uh, demo and we can chat again on your next release. Totally. I definitely will. Jaume, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your time, man. And uh, enjoy the rest of your holiday. All right. Thank you so much. It was, this was a pleasure. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, man.